Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live, coming to you live from the studios here in Aurora, Colorado. It is 34 degrees. I just want to be your weatherman today. It's 34 degrees in Aurora, which means it's extremely cold, and the tips of my fingers never warm up. However, I was reading today from my friends in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley that you guys have a big storm coming in. Uh, And so the East Coast is going to have their own fair share of cold, but um, so much for global warming as it is very, very cold. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, If you're listening on Grace FM or Radio by Grace, I'm sure our friends in Texas have amazing weather. Corpus Christi, um, our Radio by Grace uh, stations in Texas, uh, Living Water, of course, you're listening on Grace FM or Radio by Grace, you're listening live. And then we have our friends on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, Living Water, and The Way Radio, Kingman, Arizona. And we want to welcome you on this one-week delayed broadcast. It is recorded live, uh, so it is a live program that's recorded and replayed on various stations. Um, but here's how that works. Call the, call the show while it's on the air. Talk to the host live. Those listening live will hear... Uh, we'll hear the um, program live, and then those that aren't, you can tune in next week and hear yourself on the radio. 303-690-3000. Heading over to South Carolina, Charleston. Tyrone, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. Say that again? Um, happy New Year to happy you. Happy New Year to you, too. I was wondering if you thought that there would be anybody um, that would make it through the last seven. I know the first three and a half years of tribulation is not going to be as bad because they're going to say it's peace, peace. But as the last three and a half, I know it's going to be really hard on everybody here. But uh, do you think that with the people having all the bunkers and stuff that they're supplies that they're putting up, do you think anybody like Christians will make it through the last three and a half years? Yeah, there's... And if they do, will their bodies be like ours that go to win the rapture and meet Jesus, or will they have physical bodies still? Yeah, there will be a group of people that are believers during the Great Tribulation period. Uh, we often refer to them as Tribulation Saints, and some will make it through into the Millennial Kingdom, and they'll make it through into the Millennial Kingdom uh, with their human bodies. I gotcha. Yep. Well, yeah, I was just wondering if they would make it through, and if they did, that, that would be pretty cool if they'd be able to. But, uh, yeah, and I think... I appreciate in either way, they're going to be able to enjoy it. They're either going to be in, able to enjoy it like you and I will, uh, or they'll be able to enjoy it uh, in uh, living in, and by faith in Jesus Christ. But they'll definitely be able to enjoy it as they've endured the seven worst years of human history on the earth. 
Yeah, I'm not going to be here. So, anyways, I, I'm going to try to get as many people as I can to go Good with. Good for you. So that's my uh, that's my New Year's resolution. Wonderful. To try to do change and do as much as I can in my heart. For Fantastic. Well, God bless but you, brother. I love y'all, and, I, and I'm glad for y'all to be on here, and I, I love hearing you preach. You're awesome, bro, and keep preaching that word. All That's right. what we need. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. You can also text me. Uh, we fill the program occasionally with text questions, or you can text a prayer request, and we'll definitely pray over it. 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897 is the number to text. It's for texting only. And let me see. We have all lines uh, full. Uh, So our producer, Kevin, today, we had Eileen yesterday. Kevin's producing today. He's working through the calls uh, to get you screened for on air. And that's how you call the number. You'll talk to the producer. They'll screen the call. uh, And then it'll either get on the air or not get on the air, uh, depending on that screening process. 303-690-3000. Melissa is in Atlanta. Welcome to the program. Hi, you're good. On you're on the air. Um, yes, I just want to ask for prayer for my kids to be brought back home. They're currently in foster care, and I just miss them so much. Okay, well, let's pray, Lord. I pray for my sister to be reunited with her kids. Um, that's 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 a uh, a mother's heart and desire, and we come yes. alongside of her and pray that she would be have everything that needs to take place take place that she might be reunited with her kids in a safe, healthy environment, moving forward in the newness of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay, let it keep us up to date, would you? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right. 303-690-3000 is the number. We've got an open line. And that, that's how it works when we don't have, like, sometimes in radio you think, man, maybe they have 100 phone lines. We have three phone lines, so we can have three people waiting, one on the air and two waiting uh, for every program. And when you get a busy signal, here's what that means. It, that means the three lines are full. And then when a call ends like this one, I'm looking at, the, I'm looking at line three right now. It is completely open because our sister Melissa just hung up. So there is an open line if you want it, and it'll give you – a better opportunity to get on the air when you call when someone hangs up and when they're done with the call. So the number to dial again, you should save it in your phone, especially if you're a regular listener, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, and we'd love to have you on the air. That's how the show works. It's not a Bible Answer Man show as much as it is a pastor ministry show. Of course, we're going to use the Bible, and of course, we're going to answer questions, um, but there are other shows and other pastors that do like heavy-duty Bible answer shows. That's not this one. We want to minister to you. We want to talk about life. The Bible says that we've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him, and so we want to grow in our knowledge of Him because that's where all our answers will come from. So let's come back to Denver now. Natasha's on the air. Natasha, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. 
Um, I just first wanted to say thank you guys so much for your ministry. I've really been taking advantage of the tools that you guys have on the app. I downloaded the app, and oh, good. it's been very, very helpful. Good. Um, so the question I have, I initially called like maybe a month ago about forgiveness and pride. And so I downloaded the resource you guys had about forgiveness and reconciliation. Good. Been processing that and Good. doing Bible study on that by myself. Okay. Yesterday, um, I looked at you guys' live on the app, and one of the prayers was about um, slow to anger. Yes. Um, slow to speak, yes. you're quick to hear. And, and that scripture has come to me before because in part of my forgiveness, I realized how angry I was. And I thought anger was a good defense mechanism. It is. Until I heard you say it's not, and it doesn't bring righteousness. So I was That's like, right. oh, okay. Yeah. So earlier today, I just kind of, I don't know what came over me, but I felt the enemy talking to me, and I just mm. quickly reminded myself, the Lord is with me, the Lord is with me, and then he took me back to your app and used the word breath, and then I heard um, a sermon on the breathing word. So I have a question. Okay. I heard the pastor's wife, when you guys were praying, she said, Lord, let me hear you first and not be so quick to speak, and it made so much sense, but I thought that applied to people and how to handle my anger, not to get angry with them quickly, not to speak quickly, but listen to them. But is that not applying, is that just applying to the Lord and not people, or? Are you, are, so I would just want to clarify the question, is that directly related to the verse that she shared in James? Yes. Okay, that that is directly related to every form of sinful anger and everyone because God is a person he would fit that category of being angry with God being angry, angry with one another uh, the unrighteous like human anger outburst of wrath that you and I have does uh-huh. not produce God's righteousness it doesn't help us now let me go back to a statement you said real quick where you you said I thought anger is a good defensive mechanism and I said it is uh, and and let me explain what I mean by that. It does keep people away from you. It does keep people at arm's distance. It is an emotion that that literally controls other people and keeps them at a distance so that in the sense that it keeps people away from you and you can be, you know, when you're defensive, you can use it in a way that will just don't have to deal with people. It is effective for that, except that that's not God's will. Um, yeah. It's not, it doesn't produce anything good from the Lord, uh, and and so your your when you look at James, uh, James. Uh, in order to answer that question, let me get to the text here. So in James chapter one verse nineteen, it says, uh, "So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness righteousness of God." Now, remember, the context is in the midst of trials. And when we're in the midst of trials and difficulty and we're being tempted by evil, it is very easy to get mad at God. It is very easy to become frustrated with our walk with God. And what you heard the pastor's wife pray, pray last night is, and say related to this, um, related to this particular uh, passage is accurate. It applies to God, and it also applies to people, right? Because remember, the universal law, you could say, the law of love is what? To love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind? 
and then love your neighbors yourself. So then what type of anger was did the Lord have when he came into the temple? Because I know they were doing yeah. wrong by trying to charge people extra just to come to the temple of prayer. Yes. But what type of anger was that? Because I noticed you first said, well, this is anger when you're dealing with sin or sure. trials. So what what is... Was that anger that we were seeing with the Lord, or was that judgment, and we're, I'm confusing it? No, no, that's fantastic that you asked that question, because there is a distinction that needs to be made. The Bible says in Ephesians that we can be angry without sin. Not all anger is bad. Not all anger is used. Sometimes anger is used in such a way, like, for example, if you are watching the news and you see that a child's been abused and you become angry at that, you're becoming angry for the right reasons, possibly. I mean, anger is a very deceitful emotion because we get to define what we think we're angry about. And that's why I say when I'm meeting with people and they keep going, but brother, you can be angry without sin. Like if we have to bring that up, most likely you're not angry without sin. Most likely you're a man or a woman controlled by anger. So when you come back to uh, James, he uses the word wrath. He's talking about what we learned in Galatians, the outburst of wrath. Uh, the word there is orge. Um, it has a state of mind that's the depth of wrath or indignation. And here's the difference with Jesus. So we can say, what, what kind of anger did Jesus have? Jesus expressed righteous anger. That was a righteous okay. anger. They were st- stealing from people in God's name, taking advantage of people. And Jesus was able to be angry without sin. We are capable of being angry without sin, but not like Jesus because we aren't sinless. So we're, right. we're, we're dealing with anger. Like, for example, um, let's, I was looking at this today, uh, studying ahead in our study in Genesis. Um, somebody hurts you. Uh-huh. Okay, and you want revenge. Mm-hmm. That's a natural. It's not a good emotion, but it's a natural. I'm going to get you back. What goes around comes around. You know that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Who defines revenge? The and, Lord, really, because He says vengeance is His. But let's just say you're not listening to the Lord. You're just mad and you're upset and you want revenge. Who's going to define revenge in that situation? Me, the person that's hurt. That's right. And you're hurt. <laughs> and you're, and so revenge, like, for example, like if they broke your tooth, uh, you're going to turn around and go, you know what? Vengeance for me is I'm going to break two of your teeth. Or I want okay. you to hurt worse than I am, which isn't really revenge. It's worse than revenge. Um, mm-hmm. It's sinful because I want somebody to hurt worse than me. I think that's good. I think I'll feel better because I want somebody to hurt worse than me. When in reality, the Bible just says, hey, why won't you rather just let yourself be wronged? Why don't you trust God in this pain? Why don't, and that, that way you can see if you're the one defining anger without sin, if you're the one defining revenge, you're always going to favor yourself. Right. And okay. righteous that anger. So let's think about, and one more thing about Jesus, because you asked a great sure. question. Righteous anger cares about honoring God. Unrighteous okay. anger cares about taking care of ourself. That's good. And that is hard for us, even as spiritual as we are. 
again, just think about it in a silly way, but a real way. If if you and I, you came to church, you introduced yourself. Hey, how you doing? I, Pastor Ed, I listen to you on the radio, and I'm just so glad to be here. And I haul off and I punch you in the stomach, and I and you lose your breath. You know, have you ever had that been kicked in the stomach and? And you oh, lose your breath. Yeah, play sports. <laughs> so, so now think of that. It's such a weird uh, illustration, but like you are not going to be thinking good thoughts. You're going to be thinking, "What is his problem?" And and then if you got saved later in life and you, you used to cuss, you got all these cuss words coming out. Like like you are unable in your own strength to control your anger. You need to be yielded to the Holy Spirit. Much, many times in our lives, we are yielded to the Holy Spirit. But again, if we're punched in the guts, if we're slandered, gossiped about, if we're lied about, or we're hurt, or a divorce took place, or something happened to our kids, like you, you respond almost always. And I'm not the judge of you. I can barely, Mm -hmm. I can't even judge myself. But most of the time, our response is not in the Spirit. Our response is in the flesh. And then when we do something, it's like, well, you don't understand. He hurt me. Yeah, but what you did was wrong. And I always tell people, especially marriages, um, just because your spouse sinned doesn't give you permission to sin. Mm-hmm. And that's this whole thing of anger. And that's why it's just best not to mess around with it. It's best to, God, I, I want to forsake anger. I, I want to give you, I, I want to believe what your Bible says. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I'm, I want to trust you with my life. But that, could lead to even more pain because now it feels like, well, I'm just letting people take advantage of me. No, not really. You're trusting the Lord. Well, I used to feel like that until I've been respecting the sovereignty of God. And yes. and it was crazy yep. because the Holy Spirit told me today, like, just go to the app. And I was like, well, what word do I use? And he said breath. And I'm like, well, ain't nobody made a topic about breath. Now, <laughs> just breath. And I did it. And <laughs> it was one, one sermon that had to do with the breathing word and it just reminded me of how like how he was explaining it like the lord was with them the whole time they couldn't see him yeah. and they didn't understand but they understood his presence like right. i'm okay mm. i'm o- i'm learning to be okay with all the things that have happened to me in my life are they fair are they very perverse and cruel yes yeah. but i'm okay because I'm not alone. That was what was making me angry yes. and hopeless and depressed because I felt so alone. But I never was alone. Now that I got that, it, I'm, I'm looking. It's different. I'm looking at it different. Uh, I'm glad that you just uh, added this too, especially for the sake of our listeners. You know, when after my son passed away ten years ago, I started reading on grief, and I'm trying to dig out of a. Uh, uh, pit myself and just wrestling with all this. I'm mad. I'm sad. I'm frustrated. You name it, all over the board. And one of the things I learned is about anger. Is there's two ways basically that you and I can deal with anger in an unrighteous way, uh, in a sinful way. One is the common way that we think about it, and that is to scream, yell, punch holes in the wall, push people around, yell at them, whatever it might be. We we get it out. The Bible calls that outbursts of wrath. It's sinful. It's hurtful. It may make us feel better because we got it out, but it hurts other people and it doesn't glorify God. And that's the normal way people think about anger. But there's another way that people deal with anger, and that is by suppressing it. 
and pushing and it down. That's who I was, and, and I too have lost children. I have twins oh, buried so in the cemetery at um, Fairmount. Um, I have a <sighs> daughter that was shot in the head, but thank the Lord, I know when he was out, he, he promised me he would keep her, and he had to speak to her, and she's doing way better. If he would have told me that before, of course, I would have been in the way. Uh, so I've, I've, I know, I know what you mean, and I, I know what you mean. So sure, let me. <laughs> all I like to say is I know what you mean. So let me take you. <laughs> to the end. Here's here's something interesting, and it's a new part of ministry that I have. What I learned about ang- anger that gets suppressed and pushed down, they call that depression. Mm-hmm. So you use that word real quickly related to anger, and I want people to hear that because when when I part of my ministry, when I notice people are super discouraged or depressed, I'll just ask them, what are you angry about? And you'll be mm-hmm. surprised about their eyes light up and you go like, how did he know? And as you start talking about that anger and helping someone resolve it, because it's not produced, like for us to be all depressed, it's one thing to be sad. I mean, of course, and, and sometimes depression's physiological and mental and, and all of that. I, I believe that. But also sometimes it's because we haven't resolved our anger and, yeah. and, yeah. and we've resolved it in a wrong way. Just like it's the consequences just as much of kicking a wall and breaking down, you know, yelling at someone as it is holding it in. This end result is it's not producing the righteousness of God. Right. <sighs> yeah, well, like the pastor said today in the prayer, I was in my office just crying, looking oh, at my man. phone. I couldn't even work and listen. And he, the prayer was, God, just touch every place. And that's, and right. that's where I'm at. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. When you lose your children, when you go through things, uh, you feel like you, if at least you have the right to keep that to yourself. That's mm-hmm. all you have left. And you feel vindicated in that. And it's not so. And that hurts. <laughs> that hurts it to hurts realize that. But God is good, and I know that he has me here for a purpose. And I just thank you guys for being so diligent. Um, it can't be easy because the devil definitely does come and fight for the people, to the people that fight for God. So, That's right. again, just thank you guys for everything. Well, thank you, and I'm sure if Becky's not listening, I'll have to tell her because she, she'll be very encouraged. That's that's what stuck to me too, and I'm I, I literally haven't really been dealing with angry anger lately, um, but I heard it yesterday, and I just felt like I needed to emphasize it uh, coming alongside of her because I believe I mean I always believe those their prayer requests you know they all have to come up with their own and they lead us in prayer. I always believe them from the Lord, but last night I really sensed that was a big deal, and and it could have been just for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, tell her I said thank you. I will. I will tell her. I hope she's listening. She's back in the office right now. So there's a 50-50 chance she's listening. Yeah, well, you make sure she does. <laughs> I'll let her know. All right. God bless you, sister. Thank you guys so much. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. So the question I got through the text here is, what's the app? The app she's referring to is our church app. Uh, if you go to your uh, app store or whatever your Google Google thing's called, uh, just put my name in there, Ed space Taylor, Ed Taylor, uh, and the Calvary Church app will pop up. And she searched through our entire, she, you can just put a word in there, it'll search through the whole app, but through our entire teaching library is on there. Everything that we have that we could post or want to post <laughs> is on there. And I've taught through the entire New Testament verse by verse, and probably half, I want to, I'm going to, and I'm going to conservatively guess that I've taught through half of the Old Testament verse by verse. Um, obviously in 24 years, I'm not making great progress, but we repeated a bunch of books 
because of the timing of our church. But Ed Taylor, oh, uh, and the reason I use my name is because there's uh, lots of Calvary churches, lots of Calvaries, but only one so far attached to my name, as well as a Santa Claus, but he doesn't have an app. He just took my name uh, and my website. <laughs> so at any rate, 303, I digress, 303-690-3000. Where are we? We are in heaven. We're actually um, in Denver, but heaven's on the on the line. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? Okay, so I do have a prayer request. Okay. Um, it's one. And second, I was reading Revelation um, 21. That's going to be verse 13, where it says, there were, there were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. Yes. I need very, I mean, I need explanation because I, I was kind of confused on the 12 disciples. Is it saying that they had their own gates or is he just using that as an example to refer to another conversation? Yeah, they're representative. This is the New Jerusalem and the New Jerusalem's foundations and the entryways and the in and out of the New Jerusalem will be related to the apostles, to the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, like the the reality of all that is encompassed in the Bible will not be forgotten in heaven. Like this is the foundation of God, um, but they're not going to be standing like the tribes. They're not going to be represented by the originals. So we're studying them right now, actually in Genesis 49 or the people that came yesterday. from it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's going to be related to the, the, the fact that there is a, that, that the new Jerusalem coming down is rooted in God's history. Uh, and, you know, the names, it says the great and high wall with the 12 gates, the 12 angels at the gates, names written on mm-hmm. them, which are the names of the mm-hmm. tribes of Israel. So it's, it's re- when, you, when you place your name on something, it's, it's to memorialize the reality and significance of them. And I think that's what that is. Okay. And that's what the, the three gates doors are, is he referring you to? I'm sorry, say that question again. Is, it, is that what it meant when he's referring the three gates, the three doors? Yeah, so there's 12, and then he's just giving you the—they're just giving in verse 13 the proximity. There's three on the east, three on the west, three on the north. Oh, he's, okay. He would just be like saying—it uh, would be like saying, you were at church tonight, so— uh, last night. So there's doors on the east side. There's two doors on the east side. There's there's eight doors in the building, two on the east side, yeah. two on the west side, two on the north side. And you're like, oh, okay, the east side's up there. I parked on the east side of the building. And that's, or f- we might say front door, back door. That's all he's saying there. Got it, got it. Okay. <clears throat> um, prayer request would be that if you have a uh, fiance that's struggling with a little of um, addiction, okay. and I am definitely struggling. Help trying to help him come yeah. to close to God mm. and prayers. What I would like. Okay, Father, we stand with heaven here, uh, praying for someone that she cares for very much. That addiction has just destroyed them and has that foothold in his life. And we pray for deliverance, God. Everyone is better when they are sober. Everyone is better when they are sober. And we pray by faith, sobriety into this man's life. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess one of the questions I would have is thank you so, so much. Amen. You're welcome. And how-
how could I? I feel like this is a heavy challenge that God gave me. I mean, I asked for healing. I can, you know, have that kind of uh, um, gift. But it's so challenging that I feel like I'm probably not so educated to, to do that. And I almost kind of feel very defeated in that kind of atmosphere. To do what? I want to help, to help, to help him to break the, this generation. I, I don't know what it is, and I'm trying to. To break this addiction habit, I know it's a spirit, but I feel like it's defeating me, and I'm trying so hard to help. Well, this spirit is one well. of those. This is one of those sins and one of those bondages that there's not much you can do. Um, you can't get into his mind. You can't help him change his mind. You are unable to knock the bottle out of his hand, or the drugs, or the needles, or whatever he's dealing with. Um, what you can do is be a good friend. And what you can do is say no to sin yourself. And what you can do is lead him to the ways of the Lord. But he's going to have to make his own choice. So God bless you, heaven. You hear the music. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another edition of Calvary Live. Grateful that you are joining us. The number to dial is 303-690-3000. is the number. Uh, and we are taking your calls and your questions. You can also text us. Uh, I did take a couple of text questions, kind of lopped them in there, um, like the one where's the app. Um, if you text, if you text, even if you have prayer requests, we'll, we'll take them. Uh, but my name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. We just celebrated 24 years as a church. 24 years ago, my little family, my wife, and three kids moved here from Southern California, hoping to be used of God. I didn't know anybody here. I, I, I can't say nobody exactly. There was I did have an aunt, or I do have an aunt, uh, that lives up in uh, the area known here as Montebello. Um, but not like not knowing when I say I didn't know anyone, I didn't know anyone in planting a church. She wouldn't be a part of this. Um, she wouldn't want to be a part of our church. Um, I love her dearly. Um, but when we say we didn't know anyone, it doesn't mean that we didn't know one person. Like I did know one person. And then we started to meet people. But this picture, we didn't take a lot of pictures because we didn't have phones like we do right now uh, back then. Uh, but we do have this one picture of the five of us standing in front of us, the banner that we put up at the school. And it's just a real special treasure. We don't have many of those pictures, um, but a real special treasure. We also have a picture uh, that our brother Irwin took out. And by the way, happy birthday, Irwin. Uh, I know it's your birthday today. He's one of the families that was in this church before we got here. Uh, but Irwin took a picture. We, we took us up to see the leaves change. Uh, and we went up after, a, I think it was after a Sunday service, if I remember correctly, or on a Sunday because we had Saturday service. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Sunday. Uh, but we went up to Georgetown to see the leaves change, which is beautiful here in Colorado. And we got a picture there with the kids, which is pretty close to us moving here. 
um, not knowing that our son would pass away and and we wouldn't have many memories back then of the you know these pictures, but just two little pictures that are treasures to me. And then I also have another. If I think about treasure pictures, I only have one picture, just one, unfortunately, of my son, me, and my grandson, uh, and that hangs on my wall. It's actually used in uh, in my book as well, God's Help for the Troubled Heart. Um, but uh, to see Levi one day, I was reading, we were studying Genesis 48 last night, and after all those years of being separate from his grandkids and being forcibly separate from Joseph because of the wicked, sinful react, uh, behavior of his other sons, um, we have Jacob in Gen- Genesis 48 there blessing his grandkids right there. I mean, it's too bad he's like breaths away from death, but he got it there. The sin that was trying to separate them could not last. And that's by faith a promise I hold on to. It's so good. God's word is so good and it's so encouraging. And, you know, the the Lord is faithful to his word even when others are not. And uh, Genesis 48 was such a gift. You read the word and you don't just learn about uh, the truths of who God is, but you also learn how God works with his people. And Jacob was given the gift of being with his grandkids, uh, even though he didn't even think his son was alive, separate because of the evil actions of people. Ah, evil will not prevail. God gets the last word. 303-690-3000. Sally, I'm going to hit the button here. In Centennial, welcome to the program, Sally. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, I was really struck by the first caller on yesterday's show. Yeah, and what was that's it? the reason for my call. Um, he was uh, calling in about dating a non-Christian woman. Yes. And you had said it would only end in heartbreak, and I can certainly understand that. Um, I was a non-Christian woman years ago who started dating a man who was a Christian who later became my husband. Um, I grew up in the LDS church, and uh he grew up Baptist, both of us in the Salt Lake Valley area, and uh, he was the first person to ever witness to me. And so when I hear that counsel to someone who is dating a non-Christian, you know, and it's like, don't do it, don't do it, it just really doesn't go well with me. <laughs> well, let's talk <laughs> about that. Of, it's a real, my experience, you yeah, know. It's a super important um, topic that you're bringing up. So, so what are you trying to say exactly? Are you trying to say that we can take the passage not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers and dismiss it? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so we're going to hold on to that. Um, are you Are you thinking that what my counsel or anyone else's counsel, but mine yesterday was that you can't share with unbelievers or be friends with unbelievers? No, no, I didn't take that either. Okay, and then, so then what is it that rubs you the wrong way? Maybe I don't understand. I I guess just where you said it it would end in heartbreak. It's just like, well, maybe it won't. You know, if you can witness to this person, try to, you know, establish your beliefs somewhat and... uh, because when I look back at what happened to me, I I just say that was a miracle that I got saved out of Mormonism. It, it is miraculous on more than one level, but what one of the things we have to be careful of. Because I want you to hear your counsel out loud. I'm going to give. I'm going to. I'm going to repeat what I think you're trying to say. 
Um, but don't take it as a direct quote. I'm not trying to quote you, but I'm going to repeat it a different way. Another way to answer that guy's question is go ahead and date her. Go ahead and hang out with her because it might turn out okay. Even though the Bible says don't do it, go ahead and keep doing it because it might turn out okay because it turned out okay for me. Now, don't you sound, doesn't that sound like really dangerous counsel by taking a clear passage of scripture and instead of letting it say what it says? We let experience define it, and we start with, you know, really what you're describing. And first of all, let me just be very clear. I I appreciate you calling. I appreciate you talking about this. I'm grateful that you've been delivered from the Mormon Church. What you experience with this man is an exception, uh, but it doesn't validate the way it began was wrong. So here's what we're dealing with. What I think we're dealing with is we live in this culture and one of the popular principles, philosophical principles of this culture is this statement that the end justifies the means. But we know that's not a biblical concept because the end doesn't always justify the means because God defines the means in order to get to the end that he defined. So while I, I, I do agree with you that he could pursue a relationship in terms of friendship, he can share the gospel, like I told him, remember I said um, that he could buy her a Bible, but the moment that he chooses to sin, and maybe if I said it's going to end in disaster, um, I certainly can't speak 100%, so I can he- I can understand how you heard that, and it, it clicked something with you. So yeah, I can't speak to 100%. However, I can take that 100% and say this, it is never okay to sin against God. And if we oh. move it forward in an unequally yoked relationship, it will. It will end disastrously. Now, it doesn't mean that God can't miraculously intervene and it can't be a story like yours, but the moment that we choose to sow to the flesh, we're going to reap corruption. There's no way around that. I don't know what disaster means exactly, but there's a lot of people in the church. You, you are such the exception, but it doesn't even, even though you're an exception, it doesn't validate the way that this guy entered into it. Um, and if it just be, you know, again, maybe he met you and you just stayed friends. That's okay. And maybe he met you and you didn't get romantically involved and you didn't get into a relationship until you came out of Mormonism. That would all be okay. But if you became boyfriend and girlfriend, you became fiance, you became married, you know, whatever your story is before you came out of Mormonism, that's clearly sin. And you will never hear this pastor approve of sin, even though I'm very happy for you, how it turned out for you. Okay. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. And, and I, do, I do appreciate that. Um, there really isn't a way around that other than <laughs> <laughs> witness, witness. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. I think, that, and that's why I did try to turn it. I saw your call yesterday and we couldn't get to it uh, because we ran out of time. So I'm so glad you called back because it really is a good follow-up. Um, it is a good to hear this, this, this angle. It's good to hear that these types of friendships are important. He has this girl and he's lonely and he's, he wants to buy her a Bible. Yes, yes, yes. But don't go that, that emotional connection that, don't do don't cross the line and the the dangerous thing is, is you get all emotionally invested and you cross the line you don't even realize it and 
And so I, I'm glad that you called because I wouldn't want to also affirm or be misunderstood that you can't be friends with unbelievers. Of course, you, I mean, I've taught my kids their whole lives, like, like you, you want to have friendships of the opposite sex because it'll help give you a well-rounded uh, understanding of the world. Um, but you, I never want to counsel against the Word of God. Yes, yes. And just one other quick note. Um, you just reminded me of my mom because uh, when my late husband first asked me out, she was so excited. And she's like, but don't get serious. <laughs> you can go out a few times, you know, but don't get serious. And yeah. it's like, well, look what happened, Mom. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it did. You know, it, it, I'm glad that you came out of Mormonism. That's not an easy, it's probably one of the most difficult cults to leave. And I'm grateful that your eyes are open. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for calling back. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Ed. Yeah, so good. I saw this call come in yesterday. I wanted so much to answer it. And then, man, the music. Because these nuances, that's something just to pause for a second, you guys listening in around the country, uh, whether you're in Texas or Georgia or Minnesota, uh, Michigan, uh, Montana, New Mexico, Corpus Christi, Kingman, here in Denver, wherever you might be, Castle Rock, Castle Pines. Uh, Longmont, Lyman, there's a Lyman, Colorado, uh, Bennett, Watkins, wherever you're listening, um, there, there are these nuances that a radio program can't always draw out. However, there are opportunities for dialogue to take place so that we can talk about these things. And and even so, and I didn't get this at all from my from the sister that just called, but even if we don't fully agree that's not a prerequisite to be on the radio. You don't have to agree. Uh, the only line that we draw is you can't argue. Or we're not going to argue. I'm not going to argue. You're not going to argue. So there just won't be arguments. But even if you don't agree, you know, even if you're still wondering if the Bible is true or you're still wrestling with this, it's okay. I will af- assert and affirm my biblical conviction. I will give good evidence and reasons for the answers that I give. And all that I ask for the Holy Spirit when we pray is that God will use them in your life. And I don't see now, after talking to Sally, I hear, I understand what she heard in her response, but I don't think she's advocating in any way to be unequally yoked. Um, and at the same time, you know, we don't let the exceptions um, redefine the rule. Um, God is very clear. And I mean, I could. There's brothers um, and sisters in our church that are unequally yoked that did not have a same outcome or aren't, aren't married today because they didn't have the same outcome. And, you know, it's good to talk about these things out loud, out for, outside of the pulpit, dialogue. I love it. 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to head over to Denver now. Patrick, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hello. Yes, hi, Pastor. You're on the air. I uh, had a question about when the devil was either locked up or has he just been on the loose the whole time? Because I thought when he cast out of heaven that him and the angels he took were locked up right away. They were not. Uh, They They are roaming about, and even Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And you'll even remember in the book of Job, you have a roaming devil even having sovereign right. uh, permission to be in the presence of God. 
Um, so he will be locked up for a time, and at the end of the uh, millennial period, he'll be released again to only then be thrown into the lake of fire for all of eternity. But he is currently active in the demonic realm right now on the earth. So, yeah, because I was confused. I thought he was locked up right away. But I see that in, in the garden, he was there tempting yep. Adam and Eve. And then in Job, it said that he's here and fro about the earth. Yes, he was roaming them out. And even Peter talks about it. And, the you know, the, the thing that we need to remember is that he is not omnipresent. The devil can only be in one place at one time. Uh, so if he's yeah. in Russia messing with P- Vladimir Putin, he's not messing with us. But the demonic realm is um, there are demons and assignments and uh, in the world system that we're in in our flesh. But, um, yeah, he's roaming about right now. Yes. Thank you so much. I had one more question about what you talked to Sally about. Yes, sure. And and um, I had been, I've heard that if one believer is married to an unbeliever, that because you're a believer, you'll be the other one will be saved. Is that wrong? Or? That is wrong. Um, okay. There are there are benefits. Um, there are benefits of a believer being married to an unbeliever, uh, in the sense that it doesn't give permission for a believer to marry an unbeliever. But sometimes, like my wife and I, uh, when we were married, we were both unbelievers. And then, and then I got saved. So a very short amount of time, I was, and it, it was very short, just a week uh, that I was born again. Then my wife was born again the following week. But the the occasion of the unbelieving wife, uh, the Bible says, sanctifies the home. Uh, it says, excuse me, the believing wife. It says in First Corinthians seven fourteen, yes. for unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. But that that's not a word of of salvation, it's a, a word of being set apart. Uh, it's a okay. word of being cleansed or purified, but not in a not not in a godly like not not like God doing it. Like now, all of a sudden, they're cleansed from their sins. There's only one way to be saved, and that's by the blood of Jesus Christ. Nobody's saved against wow. their will. Nobody's saved because their parents are saved or their grandparents or their spouses. So, what what I believe Paul is is talking about here in First Corinthians chapter seven is the wonderful benefit it is to have a believing spouse, um, uh, that there is a benefit of a children, because he talks about your children will be unclean, um, but they're holy. They have a, they're set apart for a special work. They, have, they enjoy special blessings. They, they get to hear the Bible. They get to, because at least one believing parent, or in some cases a grandparent, um, but it does not speak of a second way of salvation. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. God bless you. Bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Heading over now to Philly. Dave in Philadelphia, welcome to the program. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing well, Dave. What's going on? Um, I'll try and be brief because I have to get into the hospital. Okay. My mom fell recently, and, and she never had anything wrong with her for, for a long time. The only childbirth is in the hospital for she fell a couple of years back, mm. fractured some ribs, and from that point on, she's been given up. Okay. And then she just fell down the steps and really busted herself up about oh, a month no. ago. And I mean really bad. Yeah. And pelvis fractured and sacrum and, and ribs and ear torn off. And just, um, 
and 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 she's always been one the one to take care of her friends when they were sick and had no one else, and and there's no one there for her, and and that really breaks my heart, uh, that, and that we didn't have a great relationship our my whole life. These two of us were at odds because I was a drug addict at times, and 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 when I got off of that, we started to you see things got better. I took care of my dad till he passed, and then she we started seeing each other more. And she said, I had you wrong. I didn't know you were this, or, you know. But she thinks I go to a cult church because yeah. they go to Calvary Chapel. My parents thought that, too. Church. Yeah. And, but she, I don't think she's saved. Oh, she's Catholic. Sorry. And I want her, and, and I had a pastor from Calvary. I talked to him. I said, could you maybe visit her? And a nurse came in while we were there just an hour ago and said, oh, Calvary Chapel called. And my sister turned around and said, she doesn't want that. <laughs> and, <sighs> and I... It, and like my sister's got a hardened heart, and, yeah. and 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 my mom, I think she's starting to realize what I I've trying been trying to tell her, but I want to be sure before she before she, the inevitable happens because she's failing badly, um, uh, and she's given up. So well, let's uh, pray. We're being told it is only a matter of time, yeah. and I and I just want you know I, I want her to be saved, if if at all possible. And I know anything's possible with God. That's right. Father, we, and, we, uh, we come into the throne room of grace right now as Dave is on his way to see his mom. We pray for her salvation. We pray, God, for a miraculous, immediate work upon her hardened heart, Lord. And not even a hardness toward a church or toward a son or toward a religion, but a hardness toward you, Lord. And, uh, Lord, that you would show her that even outside of her own man-made religion that she's been a part of, that there is life and there is help, and there is vibrancy, and there is forgiveness, and there is cleansing, and there is freedom, and there is everything her heart is always longed for. Jesus, you said you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through you. And so I pray for this dear woman, Lord, and if this is the final moments of her life, that you would rescue her, Lord, and open her eyes to the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, brother. Uh, thank you, Ed. And, 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 you know, if you could just maybe you guys remember my sister in your prayers. Uh, over the, over What's her name? Together, because she's... I, I don't want to see her. I don't want to see anyone lost. No one. What's uh, her name, Dave? It's tough. Marilee. Marilee. Okay. You got it, buddy. So I, I appreciate that. Thank okay. you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's head over now to Texas. Jeremiah's in Texas. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Um, so I have a. Uh, I'll try to be brief. I have a okay. question about. Um, um, I was listening um, just like a couple minutes ago to the lady um, about uh, uh, dating a non-Christian person, yes. um, and it kind of just struck. This is kind of un- unrelated, but it came to my mind, and um, I'm kind of going through like a, a breakup or whatever, and it's not fun. But uh, no. I was just going to ask about tips on getting past like the emotional attachment because I um I became emotionally attached to this girl and I did not um guard my heart and um I didn't really know what I was getting into as you were saying like you can fall really easily into that. So I was just asking if there were like any tips on getting past that and um um I may be desperate because I keep asking other mm-hmm. people and okay. I, they just say it just takes time and I'm like uh but like I just want it to be fixed. <laughs> yeah, it, and so your your friends are wise 
And I want to give you a different mm-hmm. perspective that maybe someone hasn't uh, given to you yet. And that is okay. in, in this breakup, which it sounds like um, is very painful, but probably ex- exactly what God has for you. Um, I want mm-hmm. you to think of it as a great loss. And mm-hmm. what happens when we experience great losses? What's the we word we use to awful. describe? <laughs> and what's the word we use to describe? Like after someone dies, what's the word that we use to describe all of our feelings? Oh, grieving. And that's what you need to enter into. You mm-hmm. need to purposely enter into grieving the loss of this person. Mm. She, of course, she's not. She's not. She's still alive, which makes some complications because it was a relationship. But the feelings are very similar. Similar, you know. And, and yep. they they have these stages of denial. After you get over the shock, which it sounds like you are, then you get into mm-hmm. the place of denial. Like this didn't happen. She can come back, maybe. Uh, and then you get angry because it didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, and after anger, you know, you come bargaining, you know, now you're trying to make it work. And, you know, it's not like, I just can't believe this happened. You're like, no, maybe I can still make it work. Then you go into a time of deep depression. Uh, and then finally, you get to the place where you want to be. And that's acceptance. The problem is, is that mm-hmm. acceptance doesn't come until you go through some of these stages. Now, it's not exact. Yeah. And there's no timeline on any of these. Sometimes they all happen at once. But acceptance isn't going to come until you start processing um, right. Well, I'm definitely in the depression stage right now, and it just feels awful. And yeah. It's not a fun thing. And and I was talking to an earlier caller in the first half, you know, when when to, when we're dealing with depression, especially situational depression like this, is what are you so angry about? Mm. And that's a real question for you. What are you so angry about? Because depression usually is related to unresolved anger. And whether you're angry at her for leaving or you're angry at yourself for thinking it's all your fault or angry at God because he didn't like you just like Lord. And and the answer for us, especially in situational anger, depression type things is to accept that God has something better for you. I was just sharing this recently. I was just talking to the pastors yesterday. We have a, a meeting with our pastoral team here every Wednesday and I was just talking about some friendships I've lost, you know, after my son passed away, it was just really sad to watch I lost a lot of friends. It was really weird. Uh, and mm. and and it hurt in the beginning, you know, after I started dealing with it and started processing it. But ultimately, God really spoke to my heart and said, Ed, these people aren't good for you. I remove them from your life. Mm. And mm. it's not just me being a bad person or they don't want to be around a grieving person. or well, It could be all of those things, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, what it what matters is is that God has removed them from my life, and I accept yeah. that by faith, and I don't need to be angry about it. I mean, it might be sad. I, I do get sad from time to time. Some of these guys I really liked, but you know, part of that too is they weren't really. They, it was kind of revealed that they weren't really the people they said they were, and that's kind of sad. Mm. But you know, I'm not going to mm-hmm. live. They're not going to. Their other people's behaviors, like this woman. That, that's out of your life now in this relationship that's broken. We just have to choose daily, day by day. I'm not going to allow the situation to dictate my life. I'm going to trust the Lord. He's going to dictate my life. And as hard as it is to see right now, there's going to be another gal. You're going you're gonna to enjoy the next one coming. And who knows if it's mm-hmm. going to be a permanent relationship, but you are um, a good, wonderful man, capable of relationships. And, um, you know, the... That there's no need 
and I'm just saying this out loud, so I don't. it may not affect you today, but I'm going to say it out loud. There's no need for you to sit in this pit of despair. Um, the relationship's over. You have permission to get up and move on. Yeah, it's just really hard to accept sometimes. <laughs> of course it is. Yes, it is. It's very hard. Um, and, that, the, the, and, and this tells me a little bit about you because I don't know you, but it tells me that you love hard, um, that yeah, you're all in. Extremely. <laughs> yeah, it tells me that you're a committed man. It tells me that the next woman that meets you is going to be a very blessed woman because she's going to meet a committed man that loves sincerely. And to the degree of our love is to the degree of our hurt. Mm-hmm. And you really mm-hmm. cared. And it is hard to care for someone that you don't receive that care back. But you know as well mm-hmm. as I do, this is going to happen over and over and over again. Maybe not with a woman. Maybe you end up getting married and have kids, but your neighbor doesn't like you and your boss starts, like, this is life. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like us. Not everybody's going to want to be around us. Everybody, now with social media, everybody has an opinion about us. And here's the thing. Everyone has an opinion, but only God's opinion matters. Mm, and right. so let's, let, let's control, let's not fear man, but let's fear God and trust him with our life. And you'll get through this, brother. You'll get through it. Thank you. That's, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got 30 seconds. So, Lord, I pray for Jeremiah. It's a very hard season, as you well know. But I pray you would comfort him because your word says you're the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation. So I just release, God, that comfort into his life. I ask for you to give it to him. I ask you to meet him where he is right now. And many others listening to his story, they're in the same place, that you would unleash a wave of comfort in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. Thank you. Stay in touch. The end of the show, 10 seconds. Uh, we're back in the Bible. Uh, we're starting our, our uh, January vision uh, Bible studies. I don't want to call it vision because we didn't change our vision, but January is going to be an amazing month here at Calvary. Get here. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.